You're listening to the Flyover Podcast, where we spotlight the success and struggles of people, organizations, and companies from all around Flyover Country. I'm Callie Newberry, the Editorial Director here at the Flyover Coalition, and on this episode of the Flyover Podcast, I had the privilege to interview Melanie Vini, a serial entrepreneur raised in Hawaii who's taking her grit, leadership, and aloha spirit to the heartland. Melanie has founded several companies throughout her career, and now she's the CEO of Kana Systems a data analytics company based in Nebraska that's helping to modernize decision-making for the United States Air Force and other organizations. Out of eight small businesses recently chosen to take part in a brand new accelerator program to update the technologies used by the Air Force, Kana Systems was the only one selected not to be from the East or West Coast. In this episode, Melanie shares with us what sets her company apart, why she thinks collaboration is vital, and why small businesses are key to success across America. And with a heart to mentor, She'll even share a few practical tips based on her experience to help other flyover businesses gain momentum. There's a lot to cover, so let's listen in. Well, Melani, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Flyover Podcast. I am so excited to learn about your story. After I read it in the Journal Star, I thought, man, this is a perfect fit for the Flyover Coalition and everything that you've been able to do. And now you're working with the Department of Defense for the United States, which is a huge deal. Um, so tell me your story and how you got involved and what you're doing now. Yeah. So yes, I care very much about growing and strengthening businesses. Uh, so I'm a serial entrepreneur and also in the angel investment world, I owned businesses in the commercial space and the department of defense recruited me to start businesses serving a government and defense purpose for our national security. So now I'm, my um, current business is Kana Systems, which we deliver data excellence so that warfighters and commanders can make faster data informed decisions. Um, So primarily working in the, the Department of Defense space, but also um, looking to expand to other government and actually other commercial um, situations. The company is going to be three years old in July, and we've won numerous contracts. Uh, We were featured by the Department of Defense as one of the small business success stories on their video series. Um, So that was a really great honor. And not many companies do come out of flyover country in this space in defense tech. And so, yeah, very excited to show uh, show the success for other small business owners and entrepreneurs who are also looking to contribute to a really critical mission for our country. For sure. And what I read was you were able to start Kana Systems in about 10 months. That seems very fast to me. How were you able to do that so quickly? So actually started it um, even faster than that. We deployed our first product uh, to the Nuclear C3 Enterprise Center which is a, think of it as kind of a control center for um, all things nuclear weapons domain. And so that's where the 10 months come in, comes in. So we were able to deploy our product during COVID to a top secret platform um, in 10 months. And traditionally it takes three to five years to get something like that approved. So that's, I think that's where you read the 10 months. Um, We actually stood up this company in just a few months. And that was really a lot through for those people who are looking to get into the business space or into the government space um, or to start a business, one of my big suggestions is to, to reach out to the small business development centers 
that are in each state. So in Nebraska, we had the NBDC, Nebraska Business Development Corporation, or center, sorry. And then the PTAC, which is the person that is um, really responsible for shepherding owners and companies through that whole process. That's all completely free. And they were a wonderful help. So as far as standing up a a company very quickly, I'm a very much a process person. Um, My two biggest strengths are in strategy and people. And so you put a problem in front of me and I can develop a strategy and I can develop the people supported by a very strong culture to get anything done. So you were able to find those people you needed and the resources you needed within flyover country, specifically in Nebraska? Yeah, we've actually, um, we've hired throughout America. Um, most of our most of our team has come from the Midwest. Um, we do have team in Colorado. We did have a team member from the East Coast. Um, and then he subsequently moved to Nebraska to buy, purchase his first home in Omaha. Um, you know, hire people in Illinois, Oklahoma. So it just so happens when we when we put out the word for job opportunities, we have a very good reputation. So we get a lot of applications and very fortunate in that. And it just so happens that we end up selecting people that have, so far have mostly been from, from your area that your podcast serves the flyover country. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I know a lot of times people might think you need to be educated on the coast or from a big tech industry. And there's definitely a wide and deep pool of talent in our region. So it's exciting mm-hmm. to see it growing and you guys being a big part in that. So what exactly sets Kana Systems apart? What was it that allowed you guys to win these contracts and do all of the things you're doing now? The reason why we've been able to be successful actually goes back to where I was raised and my culture is from Hawaii. Aloha spirit is one of is our primary value. Aloha spirit is the idea that helping others to flourish. Um, it's a very much a also a, a selfless kind of an attitude. Uh, one of the best decisions I made in my life is to join Rotary. So Rotary International is one of the oldest and largest service clubs in the world. And our motto is service above self. And so the idea of serving others is a, a huge part of what we do. So when we come in with the attitude of if we can help someone with a problem, we will. So understanding first and listening what their problem is or their challenges um, and then matching that up to our capabilities um, and being very upfront about that from the beginning and then working together. That collaboration is it's an expectation on our end. So one of the things we don't do is we don't have customers pile all of their problems in a wheelbarrow. This is one of my, my mentors, Warren Claff, how he puts it and just put it at our door. So we actually work through the problems and the issues together, and then we come up with a solution. So not only is it the best way to work, especially in the technology realm, um, because the customer or the user knows their problems best. And then we know how to solve things best and what tools and what processes to use. So when you put the two together, that's where the strength and the power of the solution comes in. So I would say a very disciplined Aloha approach is has been the key to our success and the fact that we truly care. Um, the, one of the things that you hear about the stereotypes of people in the Midwest is the good work ethic, the humble approach, um, being very honest. And those are things that when you couple that with Aloha, it's unstoppable. 
I love that. The Aloha spirit. I think we could use a little bit more of that around the country. Yes, I totally agree. <laughs> That's so awesome. So being from Hawaii, what brought you to Nebraska? The Air Force is what brought me to Nebraska. So actually my parents met because there used to be an Air Force base here. And so my mom is from Hawaii and my dad is from Nebraska. And like um, a lot of other interracial and intergeographic um, love stories that the military brought them together. And so when, um, when my husband um, got out of the active duty Air Force, my parents had moved from Hawaii back to Nebraska. And so chose to, to live here and raise our children. It's a Midwest is a great place to raise our kids. So, um, so live in Nebraska and frequent trips back to Hawaii. So our kids got the best of both worlds. Midwest and, and island living. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great to me. Um, so going back to what kind of systems does best, you mentioned the collaboration and the problem solving you guys are able to do so efficiently. What exactly are you solving for? I know um, in the journal Star, it had said that you are helping solve the question of, can we fight tonight? Right. So the, the, the main thing that we tackle is when you... Um, when you, the, the user or the customer, are using um, outdated technologies or even um, ways of thinking and processes, decisions can be slowed down or um, not, as, as, not as fully realized as possible. So we were originally asked to help modernize in the nuclear weapons domain, the technology processes there using artificial intelligence and machine learning, um, which we did. But the, the basis for any kind of AI ML work is really great data, quality data, data governance. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of words with the word data in it, data engineering, et cetera. So we really, that really resonated with us. So think of um, before we can build a, a spectacular building or house, you really have to have a strong foundation. And that foundation for um, so many, so many organizations is data. And so the data coupled with the technology, there's lots of ways to build things. And so we take a very agnostic approach. We do not, I'm gonna get a little techie here on you. So we don't, we don't prescribe one stack. We do have our own products. We don't always prescribe our own product. It's whatever fits the customer's needs the best is what we end up um, architecting and designing. So, in the military, we have a number of, um, in our military, we have a number of systems that, that are old. So we have um, war fighting systems, which includes um, the nuclear, which I talked about. Um, we also have some airplanes that are very old. And so there's congressionally mandated improvement and, and modernization programs. And so we are, are part of that modernization effort. So how can we take something that started in many times before the internet even was created and how do we bring that and marry, you know, that kind of technology with what we have available here in 2022. As an example of that, I am very excited that my company was chosen, Con Systems was chosen as one of eight companies um, to participate in the first ever Department of the Air Force this is long, Department of the Air Force Digital Transformation Office Data Digital Strategies Accelerator. So they found um, 
they're, we're all small businesses. Some are newer like mine and some have been around for 20 plus years, but we all work in the, in the data domain. And um, there's some really big initiatives within the Air Force for modernization. So we have been doing a phenomenal um, accelerator that has been hosted by Catalyst Campus and the first ever accelerator at their new, new location in Ogden, Utah. So for those not familiar, there's an Air Force base really close to there called Hill Air Force Base that is responsible for a ton of different things, um, including some programs of record to deal with many of our fighters and attack planes. The program there has been run by an incredible woman named Jess Reese, who is the former program manager from the government, and she's come over to run this program. And I'm happy to say that's my dog's drinking water. <laughs> I'm happy to say that too. <laughs> Keep my dogs hydrated. Um, <laughs> I'm happy to say that, um, you know, we're really honored that we're the only company chosen that's not from the East or the West Coast. So again, linking back to your flyover initiative, the, uh, the idea there is that we then talk one-on-one -on -one with the, the government users and the people that are leaders in these areas and we find out how we can help and we match that up with our capabilities. Um, and actually some of our companies are looking to, <clears throat> excuse me, collaborate with our different companies to then provide solutions. So at its heart, what do we help, the, what do, we help do? We help to modernize technology. Uh, some of our products do have applicability in the commercial world. So making faster data informed decisions is not just the purview of the government, right? That happens across everything. So um, we build our products with that in mind. So stay tuned and we'll see where we're at in a year or two years with, um, with my company. That's so exciting. Yeah, Thank we'll you. definitely be following the journey um, with you guys. Um, and the last question is, you mentioned these were eight small businesses selected. Talk about why it matters that small businesses are involved and what gives them strengths over maybe larger corporations or even government entities. Yeah, thank you for asking that. So the reason that um, I was recruited to work in the Department of Defense, they said, um, we're looking for non-traditionals. And I said, define what non-traditional is. I was thinking it was because I'm a woman and I'm a minority, um, but actually non-traditional means um, someone, a company that has not been working in the government space or the government contracting space. So they were specifically looking for that. However, I do want to make a note. So to all the um, underrepresented communities out there, so women, minorities, et cetera, um, yes, would love to talk with you. If you, I love to mentor. If you look at my LinkedIn, that's one of my favorite things to do. So we need more small businesses throughout America that care about these, these problems and we need them from all different groups. So the reason for small businesses is that historically um, the innovation has come from small business, right? We, we are able to maneuver quicker. The, you know, the, whole, the, the very, very um, tried story is, you know, it's much easier to turn a speedboat than it is to turn an ocean liner. So that is, that is absolutely true. And then many times we can partner with medium size and very, very large companies. So the um, idea is that America can get the best of, of all of those. The government came out with a program called SBIR and STTR. So SBIR is Small Business Innovation Research, knowing that small business is a catalyst 
for innovation and um, and modernization. So they actively reach out and fund those companies that can bring um, technology and products to the government in a way that they can do receive non-dilutive contracts, which is a really big thing. So for those companies that are, are looking to raise money, this is the government awarding contracts for actual work. So small business is, is exciting. It's not for everyone. It's definitely, you definitely have to be gritty. That's our, our company's two values, aloha spirit and grit. Those two together, <laughs> if you don't have grit, I, I don't, I don't think you can really survive in a, in this kind of an ecosystem. So. Yeah, those are two very important values for sure. I feel like sometimes grit can be overlooked. Like you have to realize like there's so many little things that have to be done in order to accomplish a lot of the bigger things. So you have yeah. to have a lot of endurance. A lot of endurance. And then when somebody tells you no, or there's um, a roadblock or a barrier, if it's something that's important and worth doing, you'll find a way to, to work around that to get to the end goal. And sure. so when we had the pandemic and obviously working with top secret um, data, that was a blockade, um, but we figured out how to, to maneuver around that with the government as our partner. So that's the thing, when you partner and you collaborate, you can do so much more together. <laughs> do you find that businesses are more willing to collaborate with maybe Midwest businesses more so now than maybe in the past or is it easier to collaborate within the region or have you found a difference? I would say within the region. So I'm, um, I've been a member of the Nebraska Angels for over 10 years. I would say yes and no. We're still very much, uh, we're still very much stereotyped um, into certain segments. And so there's a reason why only one of the eight companies was chosen. One, I don't know how many other Midwest companies applied or uh, companies from internal, not just Midwest, internal to the United States. So there, there are some things that, that we can definitely do better. As far as collaboration, I think that, that more, more so than in South, other areas of the world, I can see that them being, you know, people being open, it's more of that farmer mentality, right? Of, and in Hawaii, it's more of the, you know, we fish together as a, as a community versus fishing by yourself. Um, in Nebraska, you know, you see people all pitching in during harvest time. So I think that maybe that is true, but I'm not seeing the evidence of that, especially in the startup world. So we need to do a better job there. Yeah. Well, hopefully the Fiverr Coalition will be able to help in that too, by providing other resources and just helping to promote what you guys are doing. So more and more businesses and companies can work together and continue to bolster the region and what we're doing here. Yes. And I would say if anybody's interested in reaching out to me, they can find me on LinkedIn um, and send me a message there and, and be happy to answer any questions, especially for entrepreneurs looking to get into this space. Because yeah, again, it's a, it's incredible. We've got some incredible things happening within our country. We also have some very powerful near-peer adversaries um, that are seeking to do us harm. So this is the rally for for small businesses and medium-sized businesses to really um, to really collaborate and hunker down and, and help provide some of these solutions that are so needed. Yeah. Well, that's such an encouraging and exciting note to end on. So we'll leave it there and I'll be sure to put your LinkedIn profile in the notes for the podcast episode. And so people can find you there. So thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your story. And I'm excited to see where Kana Systems goes in the next few years. Thank you. Aloha Flyover Coalition. Mm -hmm. 
Thanks to Milani for sharing her story and the exciting news about what's happening at Kana Systems. To learn more about her company, you can visit www.kana.systems. And to connect with Milani, as she said, she's active on LinkedIn and happy to help. Her profile link is in the show notes. And as always, to catch up on the latest from around Flyover Country, be sure to visit www.flyovercoalition.org.